Hello, IL sports fans. Welcome to our third episode of the podcast. We took a brief hiatus, work got hectic, but we are back. On today's episode, we'll go in depth on some of the moves Ryan Poles has made since becoming GM of the Bears. We're gonna talk. We're gonna pick out three good and bad moves since he became GM in 2022. Next, we'll talk a bit about baseball as the offseason begins for the Cubs and White Sox. The Cubs have made the headline move to date. What else is in store for Chicago baseball? And we'll wrap up with a few picks for the weekend. Let's jump in. Ryan Pulse was hired on January 25th, 2022 to become GM of the Chicago Bears. 38-year-old Boston College football player had a cup of coffee with the Bears as a player before getting into coaching. He was a grad assistant for a season at his alma mater, before pivoting to scouting, taking a position with the Kansas City Chiefs in 2009. Poles spent the next 12 years rising up the ranks on personnel, winning a ring in the process before taking the big job in Chicago. Poles took over a 6-11 team without much talent and no first-round pick that upcoming draft due to trading up for Justin Fields. We're coming up on two years under new leadership, a big enough body to evaluate some of the transactions. Let's start with the good, here are our top three moves by Ryan Poles to date. Number one, trade 2023 number one pick to Carolina for Bryce Young. Uh, they received the number nine pick in the 2023 draft, which was traded to Philly, who drafted Jalen Carter for the number 10 pick, which the Bears drafted Darnell Wright. They also received a 2024 fourth round pick. From Carolina, the Bears also received the number 61 pick, which turned into Tyreek Stevenson. A 2024 first-round pick, which is likely to be top three, and a 2025 second-rounder, in addition to wide receiver DJ Moore. This is by far the best move we've seen from Polks. The Bears likely weren't super high on any of the top QBs in the 2023 draft, though C.J. Stroud might end up making them look foolish. Add in what Justin Fields was able to show in 2022, and it didn't seem to make sense to hold on to the 2022 number one pick. Carolina wanted to choose their QB for the future and paid a hefty price. DJ Moore is a proven number one receiver, and Darnell Wright could be a cornerstone of your offensive line. Tyreek Stevenson has struggled as a rookie, but we'll see what kind of sophomore jump he makes. What makes this trade an A-plus is the 2024 first-round pick. Justin Fields showed enough in 2022 to warrant a prove-it season. If it didn't work out, the Bears would likely have a high pick from the Panthers, and a shot to draft a new QB in what was widely considered to be a deep QB draft at the time and still is today. A-plus, a fantastic trade. Number two, Braxton Jones. Finding a serviceable left tackle in the fifth round is impressive. Southern Utah is not your typical draft hotspot, but Ryan Pauls must have seen something in Braxton Jones to warrant using that pick. Jones has been a solid player, and while he might not be a franchise left tackle, finding one that's Probably around league average in the fifth round is a win. Number three, linebacker TJ Edwards. Bringing the Illinois native back to Chicago has been working out through 10 games. Edwards leads the team and the league in tackles, and he's been the best player on a bad defense. His contract is also a win, much more reasonable than Tremaine Edmonds, a linebacker who was also brought in this offseason, has been much less productive for essentially three times the cost. Not too many honorable mentions yet, but two trades are worth noting. Uh, The first is the Montez Sweat deal, and the second is extending Cole Komet. It's too early to evaluate the Sweat deal. Um, I'm glad they got the extension done. Was a tad skeptical at the time. You know, the seasons made me question the confidence of the Bears more than usual. He's an upgrade on the uh, D-line. Cole Komet is also developing nicely. Extending him was a smart move. Bears have a decent group of pass catchers. 
DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and Darnell Mooney are the headliners. Robert Tanyan is a solid tight end number two, and rookie wide receiver Tyler Scott has shown flashes in recent weeks. A certain wide receiver out of Ohio State would look fantastic in a Bears uniform. We'll see how the 2024 draft plays out. Now on to the bad, and there are many moves that fit the bill. Our number one pick is Matt Eberflus. It's easy to analyze moves after knowing how it played out. All three of the deals listed here were head-scratchers at the time. Eberflus was the defensive coordinator of the Colts prior to taking over the head coaching role in Chicago. He's credited with turning a poor defense in Indianapolis into a middle-of-the-pack NFL defense. Why was this a head-scratcher at the time, and what's going wrong today? The Bears had just drafted Justin Fields. Pairing him with an offensive-minded coach was what most fans thought we would see. The Bears tried that for Mitch Trubisky. Matt Nagy clearly wasn't the right guy for the job at the time. In comes Eberflus, and the Bears seem to have taken another step back. 2022 is expected to be a poor year, but the team is entertaining in the back half of the season. Justin Fields showed potential without much around. Bears fans wanted to see him protected and with weapons. 2023 seems to be another step backwards. This team still has holes, but is more talented than last season. That's not what you want to see in year two of a rebuild. For a defensive guy, the defense is terrible. Again, the talent isn't there up front or in the secondary in particular. But hiring a defensive guy, you'd expect to see his system imprinted, and it doesn't feel that way. If you're going to bring in a coordinator with no head coaching experience, find someone top five at their side of the ball. On top of the on-the-field performance, two assistant coaches have been fired for off-the-field HR issues this season. Defensive coordinator Alan Williams was let go early in the season. Running backs coach David Walker was also relieved of his duty recently. A head coach typically hires his staff. Selecting two coaches who were fired for off-the-field issues reflects poorly on Eberflus. Will he get one more season? We'll see. The roster clearly has a long way to go. His seat will be warm heading into 2024. Our number two pick, Chase Claypool. The Bears traded for the disgruntled Steelers wide receiver in 2022. They gave up a second-round pick at the time it was likely to be a high pick. 2023 looked to be a poor wide receiver free agent class. Ryan Poles was likely trying to jump the gun and bring in someone capable of producing. The Notre Dame product was productive in his first two seasons in the league, scoring nine touchdowns as a rookie, catching around 60 passes for 850 yards in each of his first two seasons. However, on-the-field antics and off-the-field issues seemed to chip away at his trust in Pittsburgh. After arriving in Chicago midseason, Claypool totaled just 140 total yards in seven games. It can be tough for a wide receiver to adjust midseason, but it seemed like the staff really didn't trust him. With number one wide receiver Darnell Mooney out for the season, Claypool's numbers were head-scratching to say the least. 2023 was far worse. After a dismal early season effort, the wide receiver was benched and eventually traded to Miami, along with a 2025 seventh-round pick for a 2025 sixth-round pick. Yikes. Flipping the 32nd pick in the 2023 draft for a 2025 sixth-round pick is awful. Poles does deserve some credit for moving on quickly when it became apparent this wasn't going to work in Chicago. A lot of people would hold on to the player in that situation. Quickly moving on from that mistake is commendable. What makes this trade so frustrating is that a team early in stages of a rebuild needs draft capital. Look at what the Blackhawks have done. They've shipped out anyone they get they could get a pick for and have started stacking prospects. Even with high picks, you aren't going to hit on every single one. That's why it's important to stack picks in a rebuild. The Bears have so many holes, you can't just give away draft capital willy-nilly, especially for a guy like Chase Claypool. 
Claypool was shipped away from Pittsburgh because of character issues. If he had a reputation for being a great locker room guy, someone who behaved well on the field, and was just the odd man out of a good wide receiver room, maybe you can wrap your mind around the trade. That wasn't the case. Claypool's on-the-field and off-the-field performance in Chicago was awful. Uh, And to close this one, what makes it even worse, a few names that went in the 2023 draft around the 32nd pick. Joey Porter Jr., Will Levis, Sam Laporta, Derek Hall, Matthew Bergeron. Oof. All productive players. Number three, Vailus Jones. This one is the most frustrating one for me. You're one of the new GM, no first-round pick in the 2022 draft, and Pohl spends a third-round pick on one of the oldest players in the draft who is a gadget player at best. Jones was a dynamic returner at Tennessee, but was knocked as a receiver for dropping passes. What has he done on the field in Chicago? Mistake after mistake after mistake. Fumbling the ball, taking special teams penalties, dropping passes. Why get cute and draft a gadget player when you have so many needs? Didn't make sense at the time. It looks like a wasted pick now. Honorable mentions, again, it's early in his tenure, but drafting seems to be an issue. Darnell Wright looks to be a solid right tackle, but hitting on a top 10 pick shouldn't be difficult. Early returns on the 2022 and 2023 class aren't encouraging. We'll see how these guys develop. It's something to monitor. Moving on from the Bears, let's talk some baseball. The Cubs made a huge splash to start the offseason, bringing in former Milwaukee manager Craig Council to manage on the north side. You don't make that move if you aren't planning on being aggressive. Do they bring back Cody Bellinger, swing for the fences and try to land Shohei Otani, trade for Pete Alonso or Juan Soto, bring in one of the free agents from Japan? A lot of possibilities, and they have the talent to build around. The White Sox, on the other hand, are on a completely different path. New GM Chris Getz made headlines saying that he doesn't like their team. After a 101-loss season, that's understandable and probably refreshing for White Sox fans to hear. Sounds like guys are going to get traded. Getz also said there are no untouchables. Building a winning culture will be important for the White Sox. If there is an untouchable, it should probably be Luis Robert. He's among the best center fielders in baseball and someone you can build around. Like the Cubs, I'm curious to see what the Sox do this offseason. We'll have it all covered here at the State of Isle Sports. Wrapping up, here are a few picks for the weekend. Starting with college football, we'll take UCLA over Arizona State at 1.13 decimal odds. Another week of not loving the board, so we're going to stick with one college football pick. For college basketball, we'll take Cincinnati over Eastern Washington. Odds are not for this one yet. It's a Sunday game. Anything over 1.2 decimal odds would seem like good value. That's all for today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Like, rate, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify, and subscribe to our newsletter directly on Substack. You'll get all of our content for free. Till next time, take care.